we wanted to start a dojo and come up with like a badass name for it, what would it be? It would badass be the intensity that we would want to go at. I don't know. I always uh, there was a part of me that always wanted to open up a dojo named uh, Jim Bob School Whoop Ass, you know. So it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we had to put two animals to it, if we had to put an animal and like an animal part to it, what, what would we want to do? Monkey tail, monkey tail martial arts? No. Uh, Rabbit's foot martial arts. Rabbit honey badger. Rabbit honey bunny, or just just just, just or, <laughs> honey badger claw. Honey badger roo. You know, it's like honey bam. badger roo. Honey bugs out of beauty. <laughs> well, that will be now be the official uh, school or style representation within the podcast. Honey Badger, to you. Cue the theme. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John, always joined, not always, but uh, most of the time joined by <laughs> Jeremy. How you doing? I'm Jeremy. I always want to say you always join us, but that's not always the case. No. Until we, we, give, we, we, we shuffle off our, uh, our jobs and become full-time podcasters. I don't think that's going to happen any day soon. Yeah. The flooded okay. market of podcasting. How have you been doing this week? Uh, not bad. Um, just kind of dealing with interesting things at work and stuff like that. But other than that, it's been just kind of getting in a routine and going. That's about it. So Yeah, we're well into the New Year's at this point, despite whatever our release schedule is on some episodes. But um, the, the New Year is in full swing. And... Uh, People, please do not start swinging things, whatever they might be. I, I tell you what, I think uh, 2021 just basically said, hey, 2020, here, hold my beer, here we yeah, go. We had like a nice five days. Uh, we won't really get in. We won't get into that here. Um, but no, no, we're not. But I mean, it's just just some of the nuttiness that's going on. I mean, we are not, not, not in the market for a podcast, Shaman. No, no, no. It's, it's just... It's like every time you turn around, just something like. Remember back in March when we were we had a podcast where we just told people to calm down and use their karate wisely and not to panic. Yeah. I feel like we almost have to do another episode like that and be like, "All right, everyone, stop panicking about potential." It, I mean, it's, it's not just that. I mean, it's you know, I mean, everything's just kind of hitting at once. You know, like you know, people are getting unemployed. You know, different things like that. So it's just. I, I think it's not. It's no longer just a just a virus. It's a lot of things are hitting a lot of people. So well, a lot of things are precipitating from other things. So, uh, and we've seen. It's sad to say, twenty twenty did take some did take some things from us, uh, karate wise. It did take some things from us, sanity wise. Twenty twenty one will not. I think people are resilient though, and people are trying to. I myself included in that basically kick back on all those things they took that that 2020 took away 
or 2020 damaged. So here's to kicking back on them on a bad time. And hopefully uh, within the next six months, we will start to recover from it. Regardless of that kind of dark topic, let's talk about Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Let's have some fun. All right. Because we've been, we've been, I didn't want to watch this TV show, to be honest with you. I did not want to get into it. We did our one podcast on Karate Kid, and I was like, mm, I think we're good on that. And then and we kind of mentioned it a little when we did our podcast on Karate Kid, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I ended up watching the whole thing, including the new season. So how do we want to go about this? Do we want to just do, kind of do a recap of the whole thing? Because I feel, I feel we can do that and... and maybe focus a little on season three this is not by the way going to become the review show podcast we're not we're gonna do movies and stuff like that occasionally but in in by no means is this going to become the norm yeah just to break things up and have a little fun you know so it's also in continuity of this podcast this is feeding out from our discussion of karate kid too discussion and that discussion was more about culture and the identity that Karate Kid kind of failed to accomplish. So, all right. So, Jeremy, what was the story of this? Where does the story start? Well, I mean, I mean, the story starts, it takes place 30, 34 years, 35 years after the original Karate Kid came to light. Right. And specifically, it, we're talking about the tournament. Yeah. And so it shows two main characters, basically what their lives are, you know, in modern day and how how they've progressed through life and what pitfalls they've had. So it's in in that aspect, it's been quite entertaining to see that piece of it. Well, I, I guess we can get started by talking about the initial part of Cobra Kai. And it's important. I I think to to look at this and from the lens it was started to be produced because it was initially produced for YouTube, mm-hmm. which they were trying to launch their whole version of the, you know they're getting their part of the streaming wars as it were. And now, Jeremy, are you in any way familiar with College Humor? College Humor? Yes. I didn't like, think there was any anymore, but anyway. Wow. So sorry. <laughs> Did you just make a boomer joke? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But no, there's a there's a a YouTube comedy uh, channel called College Humor. It's been around almost since the inception of YouTube, or since it's been popular. Hmm. And they you know do a bunch of different skits. They got a uh, I think I think they were the ones who got Don Cheadle to play you know a swearing Captain Planet and stuff like that. Hmm. And beginning of this show felt like a college humor sketch. Mm. It felt mm. like they were just taking a joke about the 80s and they were just they were, and it just felt like a like they kind of spun the joke into one episode at the beginning of the series. I, I, I don't know so much I don't know so much that but it it was it really did capture kind of how people th- thought in the 80s you know it wasn't that there were so many little 
80s tidbits in, in little shots and stuff like that. And they, they'd throw something out and you'd just start laughing, you know. And if you didn't grow up in the 80s, you'd, you'd be like, what are they talking about? Right. And I think this is the the writing of this feels like people who grew up or were writing and, and making stuff at that time and now and now they're looking at now but they're looking at it as if they just woke up they went to sleep in 1989 and then woke up in 2020 or woke up in 2015 and that's exactly how johnny feels the whole like the whole time is just like wait this guy didn't live through the 90s this is why i feel this is probably 10 years too late because if this was like 2000 this is why i mentioned college humor because college humor started around probably 2007 or whatever Mm -hmm. i would feel like at that time a lot of the things would be excusable like him not understanding how a computer works him not understanding how a phone works him not understanding how like anything in the modern in in, in modern society actually works but it feels like he just went to sleep in 1989 and woke up in in 2015 or whatever you know what's interesting is i mean i i i see people that i know that are that are like that they don't they don't get on any type of computers they they some of them still this is no joke. Some of them still have landlines. I know people have landlines. I, I mean, no, no cell phone. It's like, if you can't reach me at my house, too bad. You know, and, and I think they've been pestered by AT&T to actually cancel. But I mean, the, I mean, there, there's still a handful of people out there that are like that. You know, so. A handful. <laughs> like, yeah. It, a it, handful. Like, probably it, five people. You know well, four of them. Well, yeah, I may know four of them here, but no. <laughs> it, no, it, it's, I, I mean, part part of it's kind of, I, I think one of the things that that really set, set me back, at least looking at it, is like looking at how you did things in the, you know, in the 80s. You didn't have a cell phone. You didn't have email. You didn't have texting. You didn't have all this junk i'm sorry it it clutters up your life it does and and if you want to have a conversation with somebody you want to have a conversation with somebody you didn't hide behind a computer and text away even though they're next door you know things like that okay so i guess we can get into the to the to the gritty details of this because in the karate kid universe uh apparently the, the cops are completely useless uh you get a j- out of jail free card Literally all the time. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the, the first episode is is, jo- is Johnny Lawrence uh, beating up minors. And he just, uh, his dad gets just, just pays him off or pays off, the, pays off whatever, and then they just let yeah. him go. In reality, he would be incarcerated for most likely 20 years. Yeah. If, he would, if, he, if, he, if he wasn't already. And so that's, that's why I feel... Uh, uh, his character just constantly has to recycle. It, he feel it feels like just this man child who could never get over his own self, like his own like lost youth, and so he's constantly spiraling out of control. I mean, that's at least one way to put it. 
I mean, I, I think he's he's gotten to the point where he's hit a wall where it's like he's trying to figure things out finally. He's trying to like, hey, you know what? This isn't working. Maybe something else needs to work now. So, well, it, and it's hard to to to. I think that his whole where he gets this inspiration to start Cobra Kai again was just from seeing the other side of it. Dan, uh, Dan I want to call him Danny. It's not he calls him Daniel. Uh, just is essentially the most successful person in the world, apparently. <laughs> Apparently he's so he's super successful, and uh, he's had to interact with intergenerational wealth gaps, and and literally getting hit and getting his car destroyed by that. I feel like if this is a show set about set from characters from the '80s, this is also the product of the '80s. Oh, Whereas this, oh. this is like it's the end point of like all that deregulation and all that, and like greed is good. And then, oh yeah, so you have the two opposite sides of that: either extreme poverty and, and complete instability, or you've, you're just selling crap to people in, in the form of cars, and you're living the high life. There's just no in between here. Uh, I mean, I think I think other episodes get into that a little bit, though. I mean, into the middle middle ranges, if you want to look at it from that, but. I do think it is interesting. I mean, like, like the significance of his car, the the Firebird that he's driving. A ton of people had either a Firebird or a Camaro or a Mustang back in the eighties. You know, I mean, it was like, it was like, was there any other cars made? Well, yeah, there were, but usually nobody drove. I mean, those were the main cars that were. Everybody drove. That was and the so, cool. Those were the cool cars. The, the cars yeah. that made you an alpha. That made you a badass. And yeah. it's just and that and that. That's where I find Johnny just to have this this huge level of immaturity that just normally just burns off people, right? And it just never burned. It never came off of him. He wanted to stay in that. Um, well, I, I I think the other thing though is. The other thing that I got from the movie was how how blunt he is. Like like in the second episode, like the sec- I mean, let's not go through every single episode, but in the second let's episode, break it down every single episode to the unique, minute details of but, the of the but, of the Austrian looking guy when Daniel was fighting him. In, in I forget it was episode five in season two when he was defending Robbie and from the other two punks and then this Austrian looking like forty five year old buff guy comes after him. It's a and he was like wearing like like later hosen or something like I, just I, a I, detail that stunned us. <laughs> we're not gonna do that. Um, no, we're but, gonna do a general for the first two and then I don't know, do but, general for all three. Uh, but yeah, but, I think we can get into the karate I, I, portion I think, of this in the podcast. But but I think. I think the thing that kind of set it up, though, part of it with Johnny's character was like in the second episode of the first season, he's starting to have lessons with Miguel, you know, and he just dismisses at first and and, and eventually has to save. But but the part that that um, that I got, though, was 
you know, he, he hits him one time, he drops him, he gets up and, you know, hits his inhaler and stuff. And he goes, what is that? You know, I was like, it's my inhaler. I got asthma. He takes it and throws it across the dojo. I was like, not anymore. That, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, that wasn't just in a dojo. That was your football coach. That was your basketball coach. That was everything in the eighties. I mean, it's like, no, you're not going to show any weakness. Otherwise, you're a pansy now. Shut the hell up and get to it. I mean, it, and I mean that was bam '80s kind of coaching. I mean, you know, I mean baseball, whatever. I mean, man, I went through it with almost every coach I had. You know, today, today you today you can't do that at all. Well, and this is what what's so shocking with, with it is that he did that, and the only situ well, and then he also what throws him in a pool and ties up his hands and illegally, <laughs> and, and 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 just all of this nonsensical stuff. Like he gets beat up like three times, and this is where I feel like this is a, the writers didn't actually have a universe planned outside of their view of things from the eighties. Because they clearly don't understand how schools function today and how much none of these things is not saying they don't happen or like bullying doesn't happen or anything like that. But how like how much they get spin out of control like that, like like five kids beating up somebody in a closet, how hard it is to actually make that happen. In terms of in terms of just school security school security wise how how schools are built like they go to a pretty nice school you don't think they don't have like 10 security guards there yeah and so i mean i I'm, it's it's a tv show it's supposed to be fantasy. yeah it's, re- it's reckoning back to the 80s but but I, I i think the part though is like it brought an older generation into the news like we weren't politically correct we didn't put up with all this nicey nice crap and you, you've been around me long enough i don't i don't spend very very nice many times at all i mean i pretty well tell it like it is well you'll be nice on the podcast huh most of the time you'll be nice on the nice on the podcast well most yeah i mean we'll we'll, we'll open up the can of whoop ass isn't it <laughs> But I, I think that's that's what's really interesting here is they're trying to take. I and this is where I feel the show should have stayed, is staying with. The the best parts are exactly that, is exactly playing with. All right, this is how things functioned. This is how this guy functioned. This is guy how he's functioned, and it's not served him well. But the only but he sees people who this might serve well, and he's trying to, and he's failing. He fails a lot more. Uh, he fails all the time with this. He just screws up all the time. But he's trying really hard to give this kid who's very clearly the Daniel or the new Daniel, or they try to make the new Daniel, and he's trying to teach him these lessons. Now, where I think this goes wrong is I think Daniel should have just been a Daniel LaRusso, like the like Ralph, Ralph Machida character, should have really just been a cameo. It really shouldn't have been. He really shouldn't have been in this, in my opinion, because <laughs> it, his whole that whole thing should have been excised. 
and just focused on Jeremy. Because, See, like, why does he care about this so much? Well, I mean, I, th- I think that's the other thing, though, is, you know, back in the 80s, you know, you didn't have you didn't have a lot of counselors, you know, helping you. I mean, it's kind of like kind of like one of my favorite sayings. I mean, fart and get over it. I mean, that's kind of how we were kind of brought up. It's like, look, you got a problem? Fart and get over it or deal with it, you know? Well, and, 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 and there's, I, good and bad, there's good and bad parts of that. I, you know, huh? but, but, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that part was kind of an important part of the story as well. If you look at it from an 80s point of view, in which basically, yeah, you can be all successful and stuff, but there's still something in your past that still kind of lingers on and still kind of bothers you, things like that. And guess what? I'm the same way. I mean, there, there's a couple things in my past, you know, back in the 80s when I was in high school. If something reminds me, man, it just, it just really, I don't know if it irritates me or just like, man, I wish I would have really dealt with that differently or I wish I would have done something differently. Well, and, and that's why I, I, I feel this could have either been like more of a, a limited miniseries or been a little more focused. But obviously, the way things are created nowadays, they have to spin out to seven seasons or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we milk everything for all it's worth. What I don't like is the kids aspect. Not Miguel. I like Miguel. Uh, they don't focus on him later on, and they just kind of give him the, like, give him a very bad dialogue, I feel, in the later episodes, kind of in season two. Don't really focus him on, focus in on him all that much. And, and season they get him back but they just forget to who he is as a character um because you're so focused on like everything else and that's that's why i feel season one is still their strongest season oh i mean season one yes because it was new it was good it was good it was a great start season two i there were parts that i liked but there wasn't I, I just really felt kind of bleh whenever, you know, at the end. It was, I mean, yeah, I mean, there were some cool fight scenes and stuff like that, but overall, it was just, uh, I mean, they, they could have they done season two in probably about four episodes as opposed to the ten that they did. Yeah, and, and so I guess we can get into specifics here. Uh, like season one basically parodies, I don't want to say parodies, but parallels the first karate kid movie yeah but this is but this is where i feel the weaknesses are where it's like we have to get daniel's kid involved and we have to get robbie so apparently uh johnny has this other kid who yeah i mean that that was his actual kid you know so i mean but you know he's kind of been absent from his life and things like that but i mean i think the first i think the first episode of season two was really good but bring back grace it just kind of I, I don't know where i mean it just kind of went kind of all over the board it just felt like it went all over the board um, yeah i mean it's season two is two of these things generally do because they don't have 
unless you're Vincent Gillian and you've already basically written two seasons of a, of a TV show, which like Breaking Bad, I go back to that. Whereas like that had that was drawing on nothing original. That was drawing on no pre-established characters. It wasn't drawing on any movies or anything, right? That was drawing completely from like one person creating a story. And this has so much to draw from and it's it it goes all over the shot and it has to create new characters like it, I, I i that's why i strongly disagree with Dan- the cre- even just the creation of daniel's daughter and 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 johnny's son because they the writers didn't know how to make her anything more than just a girlfriend in the end like she what is she more than just a girlfriend or what is Robbie than just like a guy who who bounces from person to person? They they they. I I feel they're fine. Like they, the character, the actors did fine with them, even though uh, Robbie has like resting pouty face the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, a little bit. He's like, but Dad, like we're like he's with Mister Mister Larusso. Like he's just he's always just looking like he's about to. To burst out into tears, and and then the contrived love triangle and all that other stuff. Like it just yeah, I mean, the one thing I remember from the first episode was whenever they, whenever Johnny asked, you know, what, 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 what kind of, uh, what kind of opponent do you want to fight? Do you want to fight a, you know, fully engaged tiger or a fully engaged lion, or do you want or the strongest lion in the, you know, do you want to fight the strongest lion or do you want to fight the uh, wounded chimp? You know, wh- which one do you want to fight? You know, and, and and it really kind of made sense. And I'm like, okay, okay, I see where you're kind of going, but it really didn't didn't take off too much. But I, w- I will say this. I do love the fact that his ineptability with technology continued throughout the throughout the series and especially whenever it's oh like, it's great best like, line it's in the best lines yeah, it's like big oils hash browns and i'm like hash browns. Uh, but then the best line was that that hash browns and then send it to the internet <laughs> i was like you i don't know who wrote that but they they deserve more money from netflix or whatever <laughs> oh my god uh that's a and his delivery um what's his name Will, or williams zerbara or whatever who is not the greatest actor but he knows how to play that character really well ralph mochita is not cute anymore so he's he he has to kind of pretend to be a youthful cute kid but he's also trying to play the dad who's clearly just like has too much wealth and he doesn't know what to do with because he's he's not taking care of his son. He's letting his daughter run around on the internet. His wife runs his entire business. Uh, he's hired this lunatic uh, cousin, and 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 which which I again I am convinced this also exists in the Sopranos universe. Well, you know, I I think it probably exists in pretty much almost every family out there a little bit. You know, I I think everybody can kind of relate to. It. Somewhat to most of these characters, you know, it's like, yeah, that's Uncle Joe or that's cousin Bob or whatever, you know, it's just like, yep, 
yep, I, I can relate to this. Um, there, there are a couple characters I'm like, I've never met anybody like this person. But anyway, that's all right. So I was trying to do a, uh, because they're from New Jersey, they never really re-reference going back to Jersey, but mm-hmm. they're the Italian New Jersey and connecting it to the Sopranos. I think you could probably get David Chase involved with some synergy here. It, the problem is it's two different studios. One's in, with Warner Brothers, one's with Sony. But uh, the, the one part where he's like, come on, man, I'm just breaking balls. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from uh, an Italian from New Jersey. Why didn't we try to get David Chase involved with this? <laughs> just get a cameo. Just get one of the Sopranos characters to just do a walk-on. Be <laughs> some, of them, some of them survived that show. Um, now, yeah, now, I did like I did like a couple of the cameos, and or at least the one in the, in the third season uh, with uh, D. Snyder. I thought that was pretty cool. In season three, whenever D, when they had him at the when they when they were taking him to the rock concert and stuff, and it was D. Snyder. Oh, I had no idea who that band was. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I didn't bother looking. I'm like, all right, it's just okay. Oh. The rock. It's an it's an 80s rock band. It's an 80s hair band. I have no idea the, who these. The, the, the only thing I think that they should have done, I think it should have been Rat, since it was like, what was it? Whenever Johnny told him to get some good music on his on his for his ringtones and stuff, and he looked up 80s music and stuff, and he went on some 80s. Uh, binge of rat and roll music and stuff and it was just like oh my goodness you know and it apparently supposedly a- after that episode i guess sales of rat music went went nuts because i mean a lot of us are like oh yeah i remember that song yeah i remember playing that they're playing that on the bus the problem was the problem was that episode they should have kept all the Okay, I guess we're getting to season three. So, talked about it a little last last time to keep continuity in the podcast, but that the, if you just looked at those two episodes where he goes to Okinawa, and his in the last podcast, and he said Mike had just watched those two episodes, and he didn't watch any of the other ones, didn't know what was going on really with the plot, so it's yeah. so tonally confusing. Because he's this is Dan, Daniels, you know, doing the on-screen goodbye to Mr. Miyagi. You have uh, the new characters doing some nonsense, which is also probably, I don't know, doesn't really work, but we'll, we'll talk about season three in a minute. And then you have Rat and them going to a concert. <laughs> All in the same episode. And then, oh, oh, right. And then we also have Daniel's wife, who I don't like, Walks in and, and 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 slaps up crease or whatever. Yeah, um, no, come, no, come on. I I I think the gal that plays Daniel's wife is awesome. I mean, she's she's kind of like the voice of reason half the time. I mean, I, I mean, she's kind of like the no I, more karate. No more karate is bad well, for everybody. No more karate. That's what well, I well. I mean, the part when. You know, in season three, when they're going and finding, trying to find uh, Johnny's son and stuff, and they they go to the prison to rough up a couple guys. Hey, where's where's Robbie at and stuff? And 
And then they Which, how do they do that? Because you can't just go walk into a prison and but, just uh, interview people. Well, I mean, you could. Because neither of them are legal representation nor family. Well, I mean, you you can go. It, it depends on on the security level of the prison. If you request a visit. Now, I know there's a lot more rules than just say, hey, I'm going to go see this person. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. And this, but, is what, this is why I feel like the writers are just like, yeah, they're still well, thinking in 80s rules, but in 2020? Well, I mean, I mean, there are more rules, but I mean, I mean, if you put all those rules in there, I mean, the episode would have been like four hours long, too. So. Well, I know. And that's, but, you know, you have to move a story along. But it's just, yeah. it feels. I guess we can bounce around this because this this is where I get to with the school, the whole school fight, where uh, I mean, you are older than me, so I grew up in a bit of a different time than you. I'm not revealing ages on the podcast, but I remember in a school, if somebody took over an intercom and screamed, "We're going to get into a fight" or something like that. That person would be uh, caught by the security guards or whatever. An adult entering the in the, the school who starts beating up kids would be arrested. All of these kids would be arrested because all of like I, and this is the thing with the the making up Miguel's like injury to be the biggest thing in the world. All of those kids got injured in the same way because technically, what is it? The the Tory character got thrown off a. Uh, staircase landed in the same way uh, freaking uh, I mean, hawk yeah. got thrown into a glass case and glass sh- shards all around him so how is he not cut up and bleeding out by the end of that uh <laughs> like or like like that one kid like tweedledee and tweedledum like one kid like smacked him with a book how does he not have a concussion if not like permanent like mental injuries like th- there's a, just so many things and like the, even the fights choreography themselves is just like they're just pushing each other around and and they because they have to move from scene to scene and this is like what is this power rangers it just it that that was that was part of the that was part of the episode that i really didn't i did not like i mean i mean there, there were parts of it that were pretty intense on that on that fight scene from season two yeah but it was just I mean, it kind of set the tone, but it didn't need to go to that level. But I mean, I mean, back in my day, man, I mean, you were gonna have a full-out school fight, like we, even like that. We, we ended up having one, one. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was. It was about ten. Ten kids got into it, and it it became quite. Which, I mean, it, it it was it was it was pretty intense. I mean, it it got to the point where, you know, how most people want to see the fights and stuff. It got to the point where people were like, "I'm getting the heck out of here. This is getting insane." And so, once people start clearing, then you know, but back then, I mean, teachers had to. I mean, we didn't have security officers. I mean, teachers broke that stuff up. 
and then the teachers in the episode be like, I don't get paid enough for this. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, but at the same time. Either that or the football the football wrestling. I mean, if it was someone, yeah, I do remember that one, and it was like the football, the wrestling coach, the, I mean, all those guys were up there, and I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but one, those kids got what they deserved, and the coaches did not. Let's just say they showed no mercy on those kids. I mean, they. It was like, guess what? You're getting thrown into the locker. You're getting thrown on the floor. You're getting slammed onto this. It was like, well, and it, this is. I mean, this is what the security guard, the security guard stay would do. Like well, they, they, they wouldn't. They, I, everyone says, and I'm not trying to make generalizations in the podcast or act like. It, like yeah. everyone's a, everyone's a cruel monster or anything, but security guards today would 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 treat any kid who'd be acting like that, uh, like that today. I, yeah. I, I have no I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it's gotten to the point where you know, you know teachers can't teachers can't but teach I mean yeah. not unless they're being attacked. Or not unless it's not, not even that. I mean, some of the schools around here they won't. I mean, if they're not allowed to hit back at all, and I remember you can defend. Remember, you can defend. Well, we're getting into we're getting into legal territory. Here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, some of them, some of the schools around here, are like you do not touch a student. Period. No matter what, even if they're hitting them, I'm like you, you mean tell me I can't defend myself? Like, yep, yeah, like bye, I'm done. It's like that ain't gonna happen. Well, and there's it goes in back to the line in the in the show. I don't get paid enough for this, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. But, um, but I mean, that, that's a difference. I mean, we didn't have that. It, it was like, and I mean, but this is sense? this scene happened. It didn't happen in night in the eighties. This is the scene yeah. that happened in today. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand, yeah. basically today. And and that's why I feel that's why a lot of people think this is kind of unrealistic, and also a little, especially in the age of lockdowns and like post Columbine and stuff like that. You're gonna tell me just like not like they're only going after one kid or one kid who cut another kid open who was like the rich one of the richest girls in the school didn't go to jail. Like the like, you're gonna tell me well, like these other kids didn't get like completely suspended or whatever for participating in the fight, or they don't have footage of that, or well, anything like I mean, that. Like that's the that's where I say, yeah, you guys gotta update your views on, on or update yeah, your information on how schools function. Well, I mean, in season three, you do see you do see the gal. She's coming out of you know she is coming out of probation a couple times. I mean, she has to go to her her probation officer and stuff like that so which i feel they treated her like they treated daniel's daughter she's a girlfriend but she's like the bad guy and that's she and there were they they tried for a moment to give her depth and they kind of backtracked on that well i I think they've kind of gone in and out yeah I, i think they've gone in and out because i mean they do show kind of her her side of the story you know her her life story and why she's kind of has the mental t- I guess mental toughness would be 
be one way to put it, but I mean, absolute craziness would be another. But I mean, but I mean, I I think that's I, I think that part was kind of interesting. I mean, she you know she's actually trying to take care of her brother. She's trying to take care of her mom. You know, you know, feed her family along with not get kicked out of the out of their apartment. You know, so I mean. You, you kind of see that side of her as well. But, it, I mean, it's kind of, it ends up getting lampshaded because then they're leading an assault on the Miyagi-Do kids. That's one thing I, I thought was also, like, okay, like, you're going to have the, the, the Jets versus the Sharks. It's the whole West Side Story re- rehash, yeah, I mean. In in a way, it kind of is. Um, and Daniel kind of ended up being like like like, who is the Smurfs guy? Who's like who's like I'll get the Smurfs next time. Like just oh, he ends up being like Cobra. that. I'll get Cobra Kai next time. And I was just like I'm gonna find a way to get them. And like what like the hell? Skill. <laughs> which leads me to my man. one point. Everyone in this universe is every every all the boys who do karate in this universe are stupid or at least who were from that era were really stupid, because this is why apparently, after three movies, Daniel still needed, pretty much until he died, needed Miyagi to be there, because he's just too dumb to, like, <laughs> to lead his own life. So I needed a wife, why he needed his mother around all the time. Or, this is why Johnny spun out, because he's too dumb to understand how technology works. His laptop, I still have that laptop. Somewhere. Oh, uh, Dell and Sperian or whatever. That's what I had when I started college. Well, I mean, yeah. I, matter of fact, I've got I got one sitting in my pile over here that I've got. I need to take over to the recycler and go get it destroyed. So it's just kind of, yeah. I no, I mean it. It was a it was well made machine, things like that. But yeah, it was it was kind of comical, but. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting, though, going into season three, I really thought they really built up some of the other characters. I mean, especially, especially Crease. Better uh, fleshed out, and I think it, spitting off from our our conversation from Karate Kid two, or sorry, Karate Kid was, uh, we actually see his like PTSD. Yeah. Now whether I don't really like. How they they could have done a little better with his whole nom stuff. Well, it, it, was, pretty, it was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, okay, but it, uh, I, it yeah, it could, it could have been a little bit. It could have been a little bit more. Could have been a little, little more, little, little more deer hunter, I guess. I don't know, but the the it's cool that it, it was like, yeah, I did tongue sudo. I was like, okay, finally know what style they do. <laughs> Just, these yeah. are just a bunch of tongues of Joe students, and they had no idea. And he called it Cobra Kai because he ended up in a pit of snakes. Okay, it was a well, little obvious, but I did like how they built him to show why he always will be at perpetual war with people. Yeah, I mean a lot of that I agree with, but I mean it, it's like you know just going through the things that he did. It almost completely you understand all the way back to Karate Kid how he was. 
And I mean, it makes 100% sense. Do you like how in this show that they keep on trying to re-justify Karate Kid 3? Because they could have left it out of canon. They could have not touched on it. And they went out of their way. They could have, but but I, I, I also think that, you know, it is part of, I mean, it is part of the series. I mean, the original three. It 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 does have one, maybe two characters that could play big roles. So does that mean season four, Terry Silver's coming back? I I would Is I that Terry Silver at the end? I I bet it is. I mean I I I assume that it is. Yeah. Um, there's a fan theory out there that says Terry Silver is Miguel's dad. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy that either. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, because, I mean, yeah. I. We don't have to get into fan speculation there. No. I mean, I it mean, is a part of the series, but I they keep on tamping down on Karate Kid 3 happened, Karate Kid 3 happened, Karate Kid 3 happened. Throughout well, all of the seasons, they didn't. It's not just like one time. Well, but, I mean, because the only sorry. you had three, you had three three movies with Ralph Macchio, right? And so, not to not to at least acknowledge that part would be kind of like forgetting part of the entire story. You can make a good story out of something that wasn't great. Um, yeah, and and you know, I I, I think they could have done Cry Kid three a lot better, and it would have been or a lot different, and would have been ten times better. Well, my my rewrite on Karate Kid three would be they bring Yuki and Kumiko to America. Yeah, which it, which seems like it was what Karate Kid two sets up to be, and then they're just like, no, nah, they go back and. Essentially, they do that. It's the trilogy thing, where it's like they do the first. They did the first one. Oh, the first one was great. Then they do the second one. Oh, it's much different and darker. Uh, what do we do for the third one? Uh, let's do the first one again. Star Wars yeah. did it. Like, uh, I guess Die yeah. Hard kind of did it. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I do think, you know, I, I kind of agree with a lot of, a lot of people I've, or watched some of the comments on different things, but. I think Terry Silver does have kind of an interesting twist to the story. So I think it'd be it it I, I think it's cool that he he come that he'd come back. So I guess I, I don't I don't know so much about uh the Mike Barnes character, but it was just like basically Johnny two. Yeah. And what I, I about Hillary Swank? Should she come back? Yeah, I mean, maybe as a cameo. Maybe, maybe as a cameo. But now, now the one that I did kind of like was. Uh, you want Will Smith's kid to come in? No, jeez, no, no. Everyone, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't miss it, guys. Your eyes aren't fooling you. He is an executive producer on this. Yeah, his his company does help produce this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, now I did. Now I know some people are kind of you know go back and forth and stuff, but I did like uh, Elizabeth Shue coming back in. 
and making just a quick quick appearance in it i'm i didn't i wasn't like of course they were going to do it of course they were going to do it they set it up yeah they set it up with with johnny abandoning his car which i think is illegal uh but because it just shows his reckless behavior we're all over the place so we can go back to character speak on johnny and probably before too long talk about the actual karate of this but uh yeah, I think she was fine. I'm glad they he didn't do. It also showed his end, the end point to the arc, where he actually got over her, and went yeah. back to Miguel's mom. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty cool, and I, I thought, I thought the way they did it was was really pretty cool. I, I thought the scene at. Uh, or the the parts with with all of them at the country club was pretty cool, and I thought the one part was when the guy was coming out with the spaghetti, and he's wearing the white jacket, and the guy's about ready to, to crash into Johnny's. Like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> just I I thought that was hilarious because you know it's just kind of like you know just turn the table around a little bit, you know. So I I thought that was funny. Yeah. Because I mean, from from the first Karate Kid when Ralph Macchio's in the back of the kitchen, he gets nailed with the spaghetti sauce, and he has the white shirt on, and then it's kind of kind of turned around on. But anyway, sorry. I, well, I, because I, Johnny's cooler than that. Johnny's cooler than Daniel. If you notice, like Johnny get in the first movie, he gets like embarrassed, but he's never like he eventually even in like midway through the movie. He doesn't have like this huge rivalry with Daniel. He's not like, really going after Daniel. Yeah. I feel like that's like constructed after the fact in the show. Because in the, even like in the movie, like he pulls up in his car when Daniel's there, and he's like not being aggressive toward him. He's just like, yeah, whatever, man, and just rides off. And even at the end of the first movie, he's like, yeah, man, you deserved it. And then beginning of the second, he's you know getting attacked by Kreese. Yeah. Um. So. What did you think of the actual karate depicted? <laughs> we've yarned on about our complaints on characters and whatnot, but we we actually haven't talked too much about the karate. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, the story is the whole background of it. But I mean, right. I thought the part, I thought the part with Chosen was really good. It showed. I mean, now maybe not. Technically, I mean, technically, it was it was fair. It was sound. I mean, it was it was, it was okay. I mean, but I, I did like how it showed some stuff and kind of gave a little bit of respect to certain parts of karate that's not talked about a lot. So, I mean, gives I felt it was more lip service in uh, my opinion. I feel like they probably like the writers probably found the idea of pressure points on a Google and we're like, Oh yeah, we could put that in there and that will make that part of Miyagi dough. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Grant, they didn't go through everything, but I mean, at least it was something. it, It was at least, it was at least something that was in there that, you know, sometimes people don't teach. Well, 
I like how they go into the whole like, oh yeah, Shinpo Shinpo Miyagi, which is kind of a mixture of Chojin uh, Miyagi and Shinpo Matayoshi. So I like how they kind of cobbled that together. And they talked about how he like fell asleep. He was drunk on a boat, fell asleep, and ended up in China and came back with karate. And Chosen just looked at him. He's like, "Your sensei taught you that? Like that was that's what he told you? Jesus Christ!" I felt that that was a that was a pretty funny part of it. But like, what is it? Daniel just knows Seiyuchin, and then apparently Kusung Ku is a two man kata that is done in a circle like Bagua to defend against all sides and yeah and there's crane technique like mm-hmm. I feel like that's the extent of which they yeah. they understand like they understand how to put karate in aesthetically but they don't understand what it actually is right um, I, I don't disagree with that you're right. I mean, there there wasn't a lot of depth to it, but I I thought just kind of how they instantly showed it, it was at least at least respectful. I mean, I didn't think anything bad. So no, and and I, I that's why I like the first season the best because it actually showed like oh no, other people do karate. It's not just yeah. these two ch- chuckleheads. It's also like there's a whole group of other people who do karate in the in the rest of the world. And I, I I did enjoy that bit of it. Didn't really like how like Sam everyone, that Daniel's daughter was like, yeah, you know that was good, but you know you have to really you know change your hips when you do that triple arch backflip. It's like, dude, you did this for like ten minutes when you were ten years old. It doesn't mean like like well, how do you talk? Why are you t- talking all these like technical high flute and stuff? Uh, that that has no application oh. anywhere. Well, I mean, you really don't know what what all she really went through. You really, I mean, it really never talks about it. I mean, what? other than she trained with it, and that was it. But once she got into kind of high school, it's kind of, oh, no, 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 you know, kind of typical teenager. So. Well, and, and that's what's interesting is that Daniel had effectively retired. Like, he had effectively retired from karate. He had effectively stopped doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then this, this whole thing sparks him back off, which is, I think, Cool, because that also, it, in thinking about this, I feel it, it is both completely unrepresentational and a complete fiction, a complete fabrication. Everything that karate has gone through since the 80s and, and in, in America and with its relation to its its for its forebears with you know, Okinawa and stuff. But, but also paradoxically, it's exactly right. It's exactly what's everything that's happened for the last 40 years. And it's exact, exactly representative because it's got all the things in there that we've all seen. This is, I feel like, the spinal tap of karate. That it's completely fictional and has nothing to do with any actual band. But any band who sees spinal tap is like, yeah, that, that was our band. It's every, that's literally the story of our band. Where if somebody who does karate sees Karate Kid, is like, that's not what we did. But that's pretty much how things have gone for the last 30 years. Yeah, I mean, and not, not only that, but I think also, I mean, I think it does speak to people. You know, you, you, you do karate, then you get busy with whatever you're doing, and then sometimes, sometimes it goes by the wayside, or it's 
I wouldn't say an afterthought, but it's just kind of like, well, it's just not the priority that it was at one time. And it's not central focused. Right. Where it becomes center focused. I don't know. I, 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 to service of the story, how did you feel about the ending of season three? I thought, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. You kind of see where we're finally Johnny and Daniel kind of come together. You know, they finally have put put aside their their uh, differences over thirty plus years. You know, I I think now what that's going to look like in, in the next season i have no idea but uh no i mean i I just thought it was kind of interesting but like i said i'm kind of curious how that's going to work too so well did you notice the one part this is why i'm a a both broad and detailed guy did you notice the one little line where they were trying to and they got i like johnny's new jojo name the eagle Eagle thing that's badass which is like (laughs) why didn't you just go eagle claw or 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 Iron Eagle, you know. You know, I mean, you really can't do Iron Eagle, but yeah. Well, too many. Uh... I remember when I was talking in the uh, first time we talked about Karate Kid that Daniel was being attacked by the Aryan race uh, because there's all a bunch of blue-eyed blonde kids attacking. <laughs> now, now the other, <clears throat> the other person I'd like to see come back and really kind of. I don't know, really more define his role, but I think he'd make a really good extra role, if that makes sense, or supporting role, I guess. Would be um, would be Bobby. Who? Oh, you mean the the pastor guy? Yeah, the pastor guy. I think I think that I think he could. I think he could really be a really good supporting role, but I I don't know how. Yeah, but, I think that that. That's where it, all those other guys. I'm surprised they even brought back one of them. Well, I mean, in the second in the second season, they brought all of them back, but the guy who played Dutch. Well, the one guy who was actually dying, he did actually die. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't too. Yeah, they I mean, were trying to pay tribute to him. Yeah, I mean, he was he was sick when they. I, I knew he was going through some stuff, just from some of the things that I've. I'd read he he'd been dealing with some stuff for a while, so. But he was also star. He also was in Iron Eagle. Yeah, he was. So, <laughs> I did enjoy how they they did put that in a little, but yeah, I I you have ten episodes a season to to put anybody in there, so. But I think what's was funny about the end of season three, right before they had the home invasion, which again, the yeah. police are pa- apparently non-existent in this universe. They were essentially being like, "All right, how are we going to deal with combining the two dojos?" And I'm trying to figure out because this is clearly going to be the the point of drama for the next season. Yeah, uh, of how they actually come together as an as two karate dojos, uh, which. Again, I want to say is is completely fiction, but also somewhat mirror reality. Well, because I mean, we've kind of seen 
people do this fail yeah. at it but yeah i mean even you know going back to sensei Liali, he talked about you know you have one head instructor you don't have two you have problems you have two yeah and he's and and I've, I've seen that you know i've seen that i've witnessed it you know it's time and time again you know, I mean, you you have one person say one thing, you have another person say another thing, and then you, you cause a riff. Well, and what's funny is the only different, the only the only way this is fictional is that the older teacher kicks out the younger student from being in charge of the school. Generally, in most of the cases I've seen, through, um, I mean. Yeah. From I, I, someone I, I, who's someone who's taking on the leadership position and like potentially the business of the school and whatnot, which I guess is makes Lauren or Crease much smarter than Johnny, is that normally it's the head, it's that younger student who outs the older teacher. Right. If there's a break, I mean, normally if there's a break, it one takes one one place and the other will go to another place. Yeah, I think it's the only fictional part of it whereas an older person comes in and takes over the school generally doesn't happen yeah no yeah i mean i guess i've seen it both ways i've seen both both ways happen so um it's usually pretty sad when it does so either way so i mean they're they're this i feel could have been the end of the whole show they could, have, they could have just ended it and they could have just rewritten the end to be like, and we called the police and got Chris arrested. And then they just combined both the dojos and that's that. Which I think would have been satisfying, but you know, I, they, want to do, they want to do the tournament again. Yeah. I, I don't know. Personally, I, I think they could have made a couple more episodes and finished. Finish. I think it it does. It did leave it a little open, but you know, I mean, one more season. I can definitely see now one more season. It should end. I mean, that that would be me. Three more, I, huh? Because I've read somewhere they could do go do up to six. Yeah, I'm like, where are you coming up with that kind of? I mean, how much? I mean, and then Will Smith's kid and Jackie Chan walk in. I, I don't think you'll see that. But I don't know. You might, but I, I don't know. I, I can see one more season, but I, I could also see you know, if they would have if they would have pushed it out about another I don't know, maybe four or five episodes. I think they could have ended it real nice. I, yeah. I, I, I did think it was kind of interesting how the, the girl in the in the in the first episode that got the front wedging ends up falling for the, for the Uber geek. I thought that was kind of funny. That was nice. That that was, that was kind of nice to see. I like the only on, that was kind of the only on, not that, that wasn't unbelievable, but the unbelievable part was how he healed his arm and, I don't know, like three episodes and like one episode it gets his arm mm-hmm. broken and three episodes yeah. later he's Now, there, there's one other thing we haven't really talked about. I, mean, I think it was kind of an important important part 
was um, the guy who plays Hawk. Oh yeah, I guess I guess because there's like this is what I was saying with all the minor characters where I feel if they had focused on him, Miguel and Dimitri. Well, you could have it, actually had something a little stronger than it being like, like bringing back all the old cast and whatnot. But well, I, I did like I, his character arc going from the beginning of the show to then where he basically has to, has to turn heel. He turns heel twice. Well, I, I think, I think the part that I like about it is I think it kind of speaks to a lot of people who practice because every once in a while you're kind of conflicted with what's going on. Every once in a while, not always. Sometimes you're conflicted with stuff that's going on in the school and you don't know how to deal with it. And I, th- I think Hawk was kind of, you know, I think he finally woke, I guess, woke up. I think he was going, going down a certain path and he really didn't like it. Well, and I think his, his, his character arc, I think, is a better one than Miguel's to a degree. Because Miguel's character arc, I feel, wrapped the end of season two. And he's just final form Miguel at this point. But I don't know how much of his like more character growth they can really give him. With Hawk, he had a three season arc. He went from being like a complete whisked to going through having to deal with two conflicting points of views to coming out on the end of it, being back in great friends with a kid he essentially screwed up really bad, which he should have gone to again should have gone to jail for. Yeah. And he didn't because apparently because they're all rich kids. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because not... how do you have get a that kind of tattoo, multiple tattoos, and afford tear gel and dye practically on a daily basis and not have your parents either find out or end or care at like the age of 17. Yeah. No, no, I... Yeah, I think I think I would have been killed if I would have done something like that. But it, it is a cool tattoo. But anyway, um, no, I I just I just thought it was kind of interesting how he finally it finally came to him like you know this isn't this isn't who I am you know and he kind of found himself. Yeah, and he ended up back at the place where he vandalized. Yeah, and was I think. It actually did give a closure to the the Karate Kid 2 theme of forgiveness. Yeah. Which is I know we talked about it last time but the the whole theme of redemption and forgiveness here of of bringing back the 80s as it were but we had to have Elizabeth Shue tell us nope the 80s are over sorry Johnny. But it is going forward into the future because the only way you can do that. that. That's okay I mean you know, Johnny can put it in the past, but hey, I still, I still love the '80s. So I still, I still wish we were there. <laughs> I'm glad we're not. Very glad. I don't know uh, because if we could go back to the '80s, we'd try to change things. There would probably be a lot of that. good changes, and we still have Don Rickles. But hey, 
Gotta love Don. Come on. Yeah. That and Sam Kinison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else we can say more we can say about this co- this new iteration uh of Cobra Kai? No, I, I think that I well I will I will say the season three they got rid of Aisha. Which was intentional, <laughs> I think. There was kind, kind of, yeah. I, I think I think there's something else going on, but I don't I don't know. But she got written out, which which they could they they could bring her back. Bring her. So I hope they I because I thought he's watching season the end of season two when they go back in the do when Johnny runs back in the dojo and sees Chris took it over, but she was not in that shot. I was like, oh, she's not there anymore. She's gonna join Miyagi Do or whatever. Nah, they just threw her off. Yeah, I, she was a good, she was a really 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 good character. I, I kind of liked her character. I mean, she she brought a total different feel to the to the dojo. So she I, wasn't I someone's know. girlfriend. Yeah, she was a not girlfriend character. And like the only the only uh, black character we've had in the whole show who's not. A background character or someone we actually don't know the name of. Like a lot of the background characters don't have names. Do you know their names? I think they probably have names in the script, but like the like the little blonde kid with glasses versus little Asian kid with glasses, right? We don't know their name. Or uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. One's name's Chris. The other's name's either Assface or Penis Breath. Yeah. Which? What's his real name? I think they mentioned it like one time. (laughs) Yeah, true. So, I do like how the show got more legit as time went on with its social media. Because if you watch the first season, it's very faux social media. Like, this could be something. Mm -hmm. But then once it gets to season two, no, that's actually Instagram. That's actually Facebook. That's actually Google. I thought that was kind of funny. No, I gotcha. Anyway, so we can, we can we can cap that off and send it to the internet. Yep. So what else? We, so what what else are we up to this week, Jeremy? Um, just sticking to my routine. That's the main thing. So, just, I mean, I, I think that's been difficult for me for like the last seven eight months. Just getting into a routine. And, Instead of training here, training there, it's like, okay, I set this time to train, boom, boom, you know, every, almost every day, so, so that's good. Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the difficulties of getting out of uh, new holidays and, and back into the New Year's where everyone kind of remains in a funk, or can be in a funk, so, and unless you had an established routine before, or an established, and it, right now it even sucks because it's hard to have an established place to go because you can't go anywhere. Yeah. So, and in, even in your own home, it's hard to do. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just thankful. I'm, I mean, I'm thankful I've got a place that I can do it in my home. So, I've got a separate little place inside the house. So. Me too. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Cool. All right, folks. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion of uh, Cobra Kai and. Jeremy's uh, never-ending nostalgia for the 80s. Okay. It's still on the 80s. So. All right. 
Well, on that note, folks, uh, thanks for listening and don't forget to keep training.